0: Hello and welcome to episode 10 of the In the Clutch podcast. My name is Drew Clutchy, and I'm here alongside my co-host Jeremy Wilson. Now, I'd just like to start off today's episode and say, I'm sorry for your loss, Chair. I know you went through a tough time yesterday watching the Blue Jays in the uh, wild card game. <laughs> for those who don't know, the Blue Jays uh, they went down 4-0 yesterday. And my understanding, and I don't know too much about baseball, but they started Manoa, who's their best pitcher. Now, I was talking with a friend about the game and he obviously pointed out that although like you get, they, he gave up four runs, you can't score. You can't win a baseball game. if You don't score any runs. What do you think of the game chair?
1: Yeah. Manoa wasn't bad yet. He, he had a, he had a rough first inning, but he uh, settled in pretty nice after that. Um, but yeah, it's not like if you give up one run, they would have won because they didn't score. So, right. Exactly. Um, they had a couple opportunities where no, somebody's got to come through with a big hit and, uh, you know, they, they have value coming to the plate with a, a chance to break through in the third inning and just couldn't do it. So if you can't come up with hits in those situations, you don't win playoff games.
0: So then my understanding, game two is this afternoon. It is. It's a best best of three series.
1: Yes. Do you think the scary. Jays
0: can still pull it out? How hard is it to put together back-to-back playoff wins in baseball?
1: Hypothetically, it shouldn't be. The Jays have a good, two good pitchers starting. Games two and games three. Um, and hypothetically, the Jays are a significant, not by a large margin, but a better team than the Mariners. Um, so it's not like you're playing one of the best teams in baseball and you have to pull out two in a row. Um, right. So I think there's a chance. It's no longer necessarily a good chance, maybe 30 to 40%, but. Interesting. Oh,
0: that's not bad, right? They can always put together a couple wins and then into the playoffs they go or rather deeper into the playoffs. Does the wild card count as the playoffs of baseball or is it like the play in and
1: um the wild card nobody really knew if it used to count as the playoffs because it was the it was a one game winner go home to right. go through to like the actual playoffs. But now that it's around and like eight of 12 teams playing it. I think I got that number right. Um eight of 12 teams playing it I think you have to include it as legitimate playoff games
0: all right sounds good so then hopefully the jays go deeper into the playoffs since we're going to count that they're already in it so anyways i didn't uh, expect to
1: start this episode off sad but
0: yeah well you know i just wanted to i know playoff baseball is important to a lot of our listeners and with the nba hasn't even started yet and the nhl technically started yesterday but that's a whole convoluted twisted situation i just thought we'd touch on a sport that's actually happening so now to bring us to the nba theme of this episode Draymond Green assaulted Jordan Poole in practice, and initially oh it seemed like, initially the Warriors released a report that they're looking at potential punishment for Draymond Green because he got through an altercation with Jordan Poole in practice and threw a punch. So there was no, like, no video or anything on that, and you anticipate, oh yeah, like they were tussling back and forth, somebody said something, and then Draymond threw a punch. So in theory, that doesn't sound too bad. And the Warriors made it seem like they really downplayed it. It didn't seem like a big issue. But t- there was a video released yesterday to TMZ. And if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend you go watch it. Because Draymond Green, like, he killed Jordan Poole. Like, he got like a running start, a big swing, and clocked him. So it looked a lot worse than the Warriors downplayed it to be in their initial reports. But the in- interesting initial final piece on this is that the Warriors are actually launching a, like an illegal investigation into the leaking of the video. So not, not into Draymond Green obliterating Jordan Poole, but into how did that video get out? Because they're saying that it's a breach of team privacy.
1: Yeah, that's understandable, I guess. But yeah, the first report that came out was, I think that Draymond forcefully struck Jordan Poole. And I figured that just meant he shoved him like really hard in the chest. But no, Jordan Poole, again, for those that haven't seen the video, um, Draymond walks over to Jordan Poole and they seem to be going back and forth. Jordan Poole shoves him and then Draymond literally launches himself forward with a fist into Jordan Poole's face.
0: Which there were a lot of uh, things on Twitter about maybe Draymond Green is playing the wrong sport. He might make a good boxer based on what we've seen. But the other interesting thing, so there's a lot of discussion in the NBA community about what the tussle was about. And the overarching theme is that both players are up for a contract extension, and Wiggins is up for a contract extension. And then you have the Kaminga Moody Wiseman contracts coming up. And the Warriors are not going to be able to pay everybody because I was watching a video yesterday and the luxury tax bill, like just the luxury tax bill for the Warriors, if they try to pay everybody is like $345 million or something, which that's a lot more million dollars than I make in a year. So I can understand them not wanting to pay that. So knowing that they're not going to pay everybody, and that seems to be understood in the NBA community as the source of the larger issue.
1: Now, the Warriors are already deep into the luxury tax, I think.
0: Yeah, and they um, pay repeater taxes and everything.
1: Right, and it seems that... Oh, I could get the owner's name wrong. Joe Lacob, maybe, is the owner. Um, It seems that their owner is quite willing to pay the luxury tax. So, like, would I be super surprised if they paid Jordan Poole and kept, you know, their four or three core players between uh, Curry, Thompson, and Green? Not entirely, but yeah, I guess it would make sense to have extra tension in practice knowing you have to play better than your teammates just to get paid by that team.
0: Absolutely. And then I find it interesting, too, that right away, all kinds of reports come out that immediately just, like, blow the thing totally out of proportion. So then there are reports saying that since they've won the championship, Jordan Poole's attitude has changed and blah, blah, blah. And it's a whole thing, right? And I, like... I find it funny how, so like the thing happened and don't get me wrong, like I don't think you could downplay that, it was really bad. It looked really bad it reflected poorly upon the team, reflected poorly upon Raymond, like it's a real bad thing but now that, like to overblow it and say like, oh like Jordan Poole's changed and his attitude has changed and blah blah blah, like no, he's playing with Steph Curry, he still knows that he's the like the second best point guard on the team because he's never going to be the best point guard on the team and like I imagine that even though they won the championship and he's up for a big contract extension, he still knows his role
1: Yeah, but Jordan Poole is also one of those players that um, plays very arrogantly, I feel like. Right. Um, Which is not necessarily a bad thing in terms of actual play, because, you know, Steph Curry to an extent plays a similar way. Uh, But Steph Curry is Steph Curry and Jordan Poole is not Steph Curry. Um, So if he plays that way in practice too, I can see why it might annoy some of his teammates. And I can see. I can also see that kind of play style, starting fights like that one he had with Draymond in actual games with other teams,
0: which then he's got Draymond on his team to defend him, which we know Draymond is now capable of. So yeah, that's not necessarily a bad thing. Like he wants, I I don't disagree with your statement about him playing arrogantly, but if he wants to play arrogantly, at least he's got Draymond back in him.
1: Up. Well. well- are we sure now that Draymond wouldn't just move out of the way of guys I guess going for Jordan true. Pool?
0: Oh no! I tripped and I <laughs> missed my block, and now you're gonna get killed. But um, see, the oh Stephen team...
1: Adams, you want to hit him? Uh, okay, sorry, I'll get. It yeah, away.
0: exactly. Yeah, just you know what? Take take one. I took I took a shot at him. Felt great. You take one too. But the whole thing, like, I know lots of NBA players and former NBA players have come out and said that. Oh yeah, that stuff happens all the time, but it doesn't always get reported, right? And right. the famous thing that was referenced was Michael Jordan punching Steve Kerr in practice.
1: Yeah, so, so course, maybe Steve Kerr encourages that kind of behavior because yeah, well, championships.
0: Yeah, I guess you never know. But would that be a shocking like discovery? The back, the underside of Stephen or Steve Kerr. But like, it doesn't happen on video, so it also didn't seem as bad to us before we saw the video, like to right. NBA fans today. And presumably, there was like there was no video of the Michael Jordan Steve Kerr thing. So that didn't seem bad, like didn't seem as bad. Oh yeah, you hit him or you punched him or whatever, right? But now that we have like video evidence of exactly what happened, we know exactly how bad it was.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm in agreement. Maybe and maybe and those things do happen, not, you know, they're not too far between with NBA teams, but to actually see it go down, I don't remember something like that ever happening.
0: No, and I can't think of any like, exact like any player comparisons other than the steve kerr thing where i'm like oh yeah there was a bit of infighting in the team like that but it was i just i can't oh i can't overstate it it was really really bad
1: plus like i'm sure michael jordan did it and it worked but draymond is not michael jordan <laughs> draymond doesn't have that, that kind of cache
0: well and that, like that's exactly it too is on a semi like related like can you imagine being that mad at a teammate that you hit them that hard.
1: Well, man, you missed some shots pretty bad in high school. I yeah, and you never sure. punched me. Yeah, but I thought about it.
0: You gave me some sad looks. There was that one look in that practice video that I still have a screenshot of, where you went like, oh, <laughs> when you like you made a great play and then somebody missed the layup or whatever. I still have that, but you never you never punched me. <laughs> Uh, that's but that's exactly. not
1: to say I never wanted to. Draymond's just bolder than I am.
0: I guess that's fair. But like, and worth noting as well, Jordan Poole finished his workout that day and he's fine. So like, right. there's no lingering injury. But like, Draymond hit him hard enough. Like, can you imagine had he broken his nose or something?
1: Yeah. Jordan, Jordan Poole at six weeks with a broken jock. Yeah, yeah, like
0: exactly. Him. Like, that would be a real problem. Because we saw Embiid's face got broken by Siakam's elbow. And it like, Siakam ripped through hard, but like, Probably no harder than Draymond punched Jordan Poole.
1: The, the only similar incident I just thought of in recent history is uh, Blake Griffin broke his hand punching a trainer. Do you remember that? He punched a coach and broke yeah, his hand. It was out right. six weeks.
0: And didn't something happen in the NFL? Somebody broke their face with a helmet or something?
1: Oh, I'm sure it's entirely possible.
0: Okay. Can't so A couple it. things happened. But yeah, That's like Another thing that just surprises me about the whole situation is I can't imagine being so mad that you actually punch your teammate like hard, like you hit him hard because that's exactly it. Like Draymond's lucky essentially that quote unquote nothing happened, but like if you hit him, like if you broke his nose or yeah, like broke his jaw and he missed three weeks of the season, and then the team chemistry doesn't gel, blah blah blah. They trade somebody away and then they don't win the championship and they get kicked out in the second round or whatever. Like that whole thing would be a tr- the whole season. Like a lost season would be attributed back to Draymond doing that. Yeah. One other thing, I guess semi-related, just because it covers the Warriors that I wanted to touch on and hear your thoughts is apparently Clay Thompson didn't really play basketball this summer.
1: He like, spent by choice.
0: Or... By well, by choice because last off season he blew his Achilles. Right. but working out. So he said there was like a residual fear left over from that. Sure. And therefore, he didn't really get up to much this offseason in terms of basketball. What do you think of that?
1: Hard to say for sure, because I I was one of the people that um, was hating on Anthony Davis for when it was like in July or something. had said he didn't touch a basketball since April. I was like, what are you doing? You didn't play that well last year. Um, Clay Thompson, I can understand the not wanting to get injured doing that again. Um, So I guess really, I don't want to make any criticism of that until he comes out and plays. And if he doesn't play well, then I'll blame it on that. But if if he, plays scored, well, he then... scores,
0: only four points in the first season, first game of the season, Jared's going to do like yeah. an emergency podcast I'm, episode. I'm done. <laughs> um,
1: it's time you, to cut Clay Thompson.
0: You brought up something that I guess because um obviously less happens during the off season, so we record fewer episodes of In the Clutch. Something that I wanted to touch on. My favorite NBA meme in of the off season was during um media day. Anthony Davis said that he has a chip on his shoulder. And then the memes, the memes immediately came out. Anthony Davis out four to six weeks with chip on shoulder, <laughs> and uh. that was my favorite part of the whole offseason, I think it took like it took a matter of minutes before there were memes about that, and I don't know who thought of that, but they deserve full credit because it was incredible. But um, going back to the Clay Thompson thing that I brought up, like I don't, I think obviously it's kind of like you said. In theory, it looks bad, and you're like, oh, like. How could he not play basketball during the offseason? But a player like Clay Thompson, he's probably not getting any better. Like, if Scotty Barnes had said that he hadn't played basketball during the offseason, I'd be like, okay, sure. But, like, players like Clay Thompson and like older into their career, and let's face it, Clay Thompson is a role player. He's just the best role player we've ever seen. Right. But he's a, like, in terms of role player comparisons, there's like Dennis Rodman and Clay Thompson, where They're like essentially a role player, but they do it at a superstar level. So Klay Thompson, in theory, can go out and do exactly what he did every other season of his career. He didn't really have to do anything during the offseason. He's just to make sure he goes through training camp.
1: I'm not sure I agree with that. I think you can always... I'm not sure exactly what it'd be for Klay Thompson, but I think you can always get better at something. And if not, if even if you're... like Klay Thompson's got to be a little bit over 30, 32-ish, probably
0: um i think he's older than that i'll pull it up though but continue but
1: clay thompson getting later into his career like you said shouldn't you be working on your conditioning and your like maintaining your athleticism because he's a he was before his injury a really really good defender and if he loses a step maybe that doesn't affect his shooting but it's gonna affect his defense
0: well he was still a really good defender this past season like, not really good, like, not at the elite level sure. he used to be. I watch a lot of Warriors. Um, not at the elite level he used to be, but he was still good. But I see what you're saying. But don't you think that a player of that, like, athleticism, that level of athleticism, they can get it back at training camp? Like, he'll go through a full training camp and then he'll, and pre I don't know if that, if
1: that were know. true. Why does LeBron, you know, work on his athleticism and train all offseason every year?
0: Because LeBron is 60 years old, but more importantly, LeBron is trying to get better.
1: Right. And why shouldn't Clay Thompson try to get better?
0: Well, like, I'm not saying he shouldn't, but like, I also feel that he doesn't necessarily have to, if that makes sense.
1: I, I guess nobody has to. I just think everybody should.
0: Well, right. But if you look at like Clay Thompson won four championships kind of by accident. So, like, LeBron was the chosen one and desires to get better, right? And Giannis desires to be better. And I understand, don't get me wrong, Clay Thompson could be better, I'm sure, if you put in tons of work in the offseason and everything. But when you think of Clay Thompson, you don't think of that as, like, a player goal for him. You know what I mean?
1: Right. Like Clay Thompson, you know, I'm sure, wants to win championships, but he's never going to be the best player on championship team.
0: Exactly. And you never think of God, I hope... Like you think of God, I hope Giannis had the three-point shot. You never think, wow, I'm really hoping that Clay Thompson does this, this offseason. Like
1: Yeah, Clay, if you're not Clay gonna Thompson. train in the offseason, just go teach Giannis how to shoot threes.
0: Honestly, that would do all of us a favor, kind of, except for Clay Thompson, oddly enough. It <laughs> might not do him a favor. He might a little bit. He out.
1: might never win a championship again because yeah. Giannis would have the next seven.
0: Well no, they just they just have to have Draymond fight Giannis, and then Giannis will be up for a few weeks and we'll be good. <laughs> um so yeah, anyways, I think that's kind of all we have to cover on the Warriors, I guess, as a whole, because other than that, they didn't really do too much in the offseason.
1: You look like you wanted me to say something about that. I
0: oh, okay. I wasn't to- sure if you anything else, Dad. But um, <laughs> I just thought, yeah, overall, the Draymond-Jordan pool thing was ridiculous. And I hope, for the record, I hope, I hope that Draymond does get suspended for it. Because I think that's really bad, and the team should bring down some sort of Punishment on that.
1: Yeah, he there's definitely some sort of discipline, even if it's if it's a fine, like I I would be okay with it being just a fine, but as long as it's a big fine.
0: How big? Offhand. Like I
1: don't know. Over a million.
0: The thing is though, I can't remember. There's a maximum number they can find them under the cba
1: Of course there's. So it might not actually be fifteen thousand.
0: Yeah, yeah, it might not actually be fifty thousand or something. So that's the only issue with that. And that's why I think suspensions work better is because it takes pay from the player. But yeah. yeah, we'll have to see what happens there.
1: Over so, a million also might have been an overstatement, like 500K. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. <laughs>
0: um, so that's all we have for episode 10
1: of the In the Clutch podcast. We'd like to thank you for listening and we'll see you next time.